This is the Secret Life of a Bikini Competitor podcast, a show taking you behind the layers of tan and sparkly bikinis to find out what it's really like to be a bikini competitor. I'm your host, Robin Challens, and every week I sit down with pros and amateurs alike from all across the world, from all different federations and categories, to give you unfiltered access into women's bodybuilding. No topic is ever off limits, so let's get stuck in. My friends, welcome back to Prep Files. I'm no longer on the journey to stage. We did it. We finally did it. We got up on stage mere days ago, mere hours ago. Um, I am speechless, <laughs> which I know is unusual for me. Um, I can't believe it. I can't believe it's over. Um, what a wild ride. Um, and firstly, I'm sorry I didn't end up doing an episode in that final week of peak week. There was so much going on. There's so much I wanted to focus on for my peak week and nailing it. Um, and every time I sat down to do the potty, I was like, gosh, yeah, I've got something else to do. So I just decided not to. So my apologies. Um, but I couldn't wait to hop on the microphone and give you an update about how it all went. So I imagine some of you might have been following along on social media. Thank you if you were, um, and maybe tuning in to a couple of the Instagram lives. So you will have seen, um, a little bit of how the day went. Um, but I thought I could use this here podcast to give you a rundown of how show day went, um, how I'm feeling about it all, um, get a little bit reflective on things that I've learned. Um, and then also dive into what the plan is now, like obviously reverse diet. It's one of the most crucial times of the entire process. Um, so hopefully I can give you a little bit of insight into what I'm doing and kind of how I'm going to work through it. And yeah, let's just rip into it. Firstly, obviously, <laughs> Comte may have not gone as intended. So if you weren't watching, you weren't aware, I entered five categories and I left the day with five participation medals. <laughs> so this gal didn't place in a single division. So I competed in sports model 30 plus, um, sports model open, bikini 30 plus, bikini novice and bikini open. Um, and I rocked away with five very cute, may I add, pink participation medals. Um, such is the nature of bodybuilding. Um, I firstly, the show was massive and everyone looked insane, which is amazing anyway. But considering every single person in that room has been through the exact same situation that I have endured the world's longest lockdowns, um, and, you know, had so many comps canceled on them for everyone to get up on that stage is a incredible achievement in itself. But to look the way everyone did, like it was amazing. Um, so every lineup I was in was incredibly stacked. Um, I had also going into the day, I had no idea how I was going to fare. I'm a bigger girl. I always have been, even when I competed with ICN for the first time, I was bigger, even with not a lot of muscle mass, I was bigger than a lot of the girls who were in my division that were doing well. 
uh, which is one of the reasons why I shimmied over to WBFF because my fuller physique um, fits in a little bit better there. Um, but that was also one of the reasons why I entered the sports model category because previously what I'd seen um, when watching the ICN Victoria shows is that the sports model obviously sits between fitness, which is like good developed muscle mass, um, very lean, um, and bikini is on the softer side, um, a bit smaller, uh, but still lean. And then sports model sits, but no six pack. And then sports model sort of sits in between. Um, so slightly more leaner, slightly more defined, um, and a little bit fuller in terms of like the muscle belly. So I was like, I probably have a better shot in sports. Um, but just on the day, obviously they can only judge the physiques that are in front of them and the physiques that are in front of them were a little bit more lean and except me, (laughs) and that seemed to be the look that they were going for on the day. So I didn't even get a look in to all these incredible women. Um, and yeah, so I had like my first hate was at, 3 p. Oh, it was originally supposed to be 3 p.m. They were running about half an hour behind by then. So like 3.30, 30 plus. Didn't place in that. And I was like, well, if I'm not going to place in 30 plus, probably not going to place in open. All right, bikini. Bikini's my shot. Bikini's my shot. Didn't place in 30 plus. I was like, it's all right. Novice. Got novice. And then we didn't place in novice. And I was like, right, I'm going five for five. Five for five participation medals here. Um... And just kind of owned it by the end of the day. But first heat, I was a little bit nervous. I forgot like the very first like transition from the back, I think, quarter turn from the back. Totally just forgot what I was supposed to do. Um, Was just, so it's quite good actually to kind of get that first category out of the way. And by the time I came out for Sports Model Open, which is my second category, I was like, I'm fucking nailing this. This is great. Um, And just got to enjoy it up there. I... If you watched any of the stories, you know how much of a performer I am and how much I love being on stage. So it was really, really fun to get up there and do my thing. Um, The only sad thing is, is when they're playing absolute bangers, you can't sing along and dance. I had ABBA and Backstreet Boys playing while I was on the stage, which was just plain cruel. I did manage to get a little sing along when I was facing to the back. Um... But other than that, I just had to sing on the inside. Um, but yes, obviously, it would have been lovely to round out a very hectic two-year journey uh, with some placings. But I genuinely had such a blast getting up on stage. And that's, it's, I love being on stage, always have done. Um, and regardless of whether it was the ICN stage or the WBFF stage or maybe one day a cabaret stage. Um, like it was still a blast. And obviously my physique wasn't competitive for in terms of what they were looking for, but it's the best one I've ever had. I've literally never looked better. Um, and I just, I'm so in love with my physique right now. Um, so I'll take those participation medals any day. Um, and yes, leaving me five participation medals is hilarious. I'm leaning into it. I'm owning it. I'm owning the wooden spoon narrative. Um, but it totally, like the whole experience totally reaffirmed my love for being on stage. Um, and how great it was to get back up there. And now I just need to figure out 
how I can do more of the stage bit with less of the hermit bit before. So less of the shut myself off from society, (laughs) more of the performing in front of society. I will take suggestions from anyone. Please slide into my DMs of how I can do it. Um, That would be great. Um, I've had a lot of people suggest stripper, not out of the realms of possibility. Few people suggest um, going into musicals, also not out of realms of possibility. I can't sing very well. Um, but you know, never say never. Um, so before I get into kind of like how I felt about the whole thing, I just wanted to say thank you. Um, I've done the whole like rounds of thank you on my Instagram and stuff like that. Like my coach now knows how much I appreciate him. Shout out Habby, my posing coach for just being unbelievably incredible at what she does. Uh, such a keen eye for detail and great feedback um, very honest, um, very kind of constructive, um, but also very caring. Um, shout out Claire, who's my, uh, who was my stage mom, photographer, feeder, fluffer, all of the above for the day and was with me from the beginning to the end. And it was a long day for me and it was a long day for her. Um, I'm very grateful to have had someone to carry my bags and, um, deal with my, snappiness <laughs> hungry or tired or you know just wanting the things to hurry along um Amelia who was there with me all day as well all my friends that came out and watched um all the people that glammed me up perfect pow and 10 out of town for making me look amazing but then also to you listeners and followers followers along us um I received like I can't count how many amazing messages from you guys, um, through social media. Um, and on the day, like it was amazing. I got to meet so many of you and get so many hugs and that was so cool. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you. Like the, I mean, I'll get into kind of like how I was feeling on at the end of the day, but it was so much easier to deal with because I was like, fuck, I don't like, I've got this outpouring of like support from people and like, I was just so grateful to every single message that, you know, everyone who was just like, I've been following your journey and, you know, this was amazing and you should be so proud. And it helped remind me constantly for like 48 hours. Um, and still is like still getting messages through that, um, that I should be proud of myself. So I wanted to say thank you for not only supporting me and following the journey, but reminding me of what I need to be proud of and why I need to be proud. So you're all the goats. So thank you. So yes. So how I felt about it, obviously I was a little bit gutted. As I said, it would have been nice to round out a very tumultuous journey and a very difficult journey, um, with kind of that physical recognition of your hard work. Um, so I did, when I got home, I did cry. I had a few tears in the shower. So tragic. (laughs) Who do I think I am? Um, and, but I, I genuinely think it was just a bit of an overwhelm of emotion. You know, the day's over, you spent whole day on the go, then I get home to my house on my own and, you know, I was just processing it all. Also, it's like the culmination, like that marked the end of like a specific chapter of this two year journey. And obviously the next one's just as exciting, but it's, that's just a, a kind of a lot to process. So I think it was just an overwhelm of emotion, everything being a long time coming. 
uh, to an end. So it was a bit of a release. Um, and then I had a, a tear or two a little bit in the morning, you know, when you wake up on a morning and you're kind of a bit discombobulated, not really with it. And your mind's racing, uh, cause you've got a lot in your mind and you start ruminating and I was ruminating a lot and then, and getting myself upset about it. And I was like, just fucking get up, Robin, like get up, go upstairs, make yourself coffee. Everything's fine when you've had coffee. Um, and do your meditating and your journaling and remember who the fuck you are. Um, and as soon as I got out of bed and started moving around and had my third shower, (laughs) um, I felt absolutely fine. Um, and like I said, I got straight down to meditating and journaling, um, and just trying to unpack a little bit why I was sad. Um, like naturally losing, I didn't lose, but like not placing sucks. And it also sucks when you poured your heart and soul into something. Um, but I just tried to unpack like everything that I'd gained from it. Like I'm in the best shape of my life mentally and physically, and no result will take that away from me. I've gained so much throughout this process. I've healed my relationships with my body and food. I mean, healed sounds very finite. I think it's an ongoing process, Um, but it's never been better. I trust myself now. This is a huge thing for me. Um, I loved the journey, like truly loved it, despite the odds, like I, and despite the challenges, I actually genuinely really enjoyed it this time around. Um, And then, like I was saying, like when I sort of sat down to unpick kind of everything the morning after about why I was upset or feeling embarrassed or anything like that. I actually was reminded, very good timing. I had a therapy session with my therapist last Monday, the Monday before the show. Um, and we spoke about my fear of what, like what exactly what happened happening. Um, and I was saying to her, look, I'm a bit afraid that I'm not going to do well. Um, and you know, it's just sort of niggling in the back of my mind. And so in that therapy session, we unpacked why I was kind of afraid of that. And I mean, there's a lot to unpack there about my perfectionist traits and my desire to like high achiever traits and kind of, you know, fear of failure, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's been, it's been, it's been a journey. Um, I had this massive breakthrough because I was like, well, really the reasons why I'm kind of afraid of failing and therefore, uh, but and afraid of this embarrassment of kind of failing is what I perceive other people to think of me if I fail. So people thinking, oh, she's shit at bodybuilding. Oh, she's not never going to be good at this sport or, you know, she's got shit rig or whatever. Those are kind of like the things that were coming up straight away. And then we were able to, and I was like, well, I don't think I've got a shit rig. I love my body. And also the people who I'm thinking that about, A, probably aren't thinking that. B, the people that come to mind are not people that I particularly admire, like, or align with. So why do I care about their opinion? And also, why do I care about other people's opinions anyway? And when I started to remove all these things, the only thing I was left with was the fact that regardless of the outcome, I'd still achieved all of the things I mentioned above. And I was still unbelievably 
proud of myself and, and my body and my mind and everything that I achieved. And I had this moment in therapy and we were like, oh, okay, <laughs> great. So once you take that away, once you take away that fear of judgment or, you know, thinking that people are going to think things, they might not even think those things, but also who gives a shit? And I was like, fuck, like, there's nothing negative there. Like it just is, it just was an experience, no judgment, judgment aside. So I went, ran through all of that, which is a huge step, by the way, in kind of like mental health progress, being able to, for me to sit down and go, right, let's analyze without judgment. Let's kind of like work through, not analyze, work, that sounds very clinical, but like work through it without judgment, witness, honor, notice, um, and just simply doing that, I was able to be like, all right, there's nothing to be sad or embarrassed about here, like, is what it is. It's also not the fucking end of the world, because it was just like, yes, it was a long, arduous journey, (laughs) very arduous at times. It was also a journey I chose to do, um, and a journey that I really enjoyed. So, um, yeah, that was a really great way to start the first day of my reverse. And I'm very chuffed. The rest of the day was a tour de force of Fitzroy's finest eateries, um, and just food in general. Took myself out to my favorite cafe. Um, and there was also my mum and dad's favorite cafe when they were here. Um, and just had the most beautiful brunch. Um, and then walked home to a delivery from Chocolate, uh, which was like essentially four kilos of brownie slab. Holy shit. Um, it's a right passage for competitors. You've got to get some sort of monster gross creation thing. And these brownies did not disappoint. Um, another moment of growth for me, I cut them into halves and put the halves in, well, maybe thirds and put a third of each into a Tupperware to give to my best friend and her husband. Um, which old me would not have done because I don't like sharing food and scarcity mindset. But I was like, there's more than enough brownie to go around. And also the less brownie in my house, less temptation for less time. Um, so I essentially had those brownies, a lot, a lot of the brownies for lunch. And then went for a little walk in the sun. It was a beautiful day. Did some shopping. Um, my favorite vintage store up the street. Um, buy second hand. It's better for the planet. Um, and then my best friend came over and we walked up to this awesome ramen place um, in Collingwood and had ramen and bao buns and then ice cream. And then I had some more brownie when I came home. So I ate a lot. <laughs> But I was very conscious of making occasions out of it. So like I took myself out for brunch, which is one of my favorite things to do. Date yourself, people. You know, I love it. Um, To my favorite cafe, sat down, had that, enjoyed it, was very present. Then I came home and yes, ate a lot of brownie, but portioned it out. Kind of said, I didn't restrict myself. I wasn't like, you can only have this tiny bit. I was just like, just try and eat this. And then I did just have that bit and left the rest in the fridge and then, you know, went out for dinner. Um, and then was very full after that. And if I was to estimate my calories, which I don't really want to, there would be a lot of yesterday, um, which is when it was, but, um, there was no urge to binge and 
stuffed food in my face and there was no scarcity mindset. Um, and I credit a lot of that to the fact that I wasn't very restrictive during my prep. I did flexible dieting. Yeah, the last few weeks got really clean, like condiments came out. Um, it was essentially the same three green vegetables and sweet potato and rice and fish and chicken. And that was kind of and some eggs. Um, even oats came out. Oh, sad times. Um, it didn't vary a lot. But up until then, you follow me along on Instagram, you'll know I have my weekly homemade pizza every night. Um, if my high calories allow it, um, I would have oats. If like, earlier in the prep, I was having a little bit of like low calorie ice cream. I have chocolate every single day. Um, so there was no time where I was restrictive. Um, so I really didn't feel like I'd kind of missed out on anything. Also a large part of it as well. We didn't run me into the ground for this prep. I cruised in through peak week on like 1,400 calories or something like that. Um, they did get lower in some places, but peak week was all about just kind of like relaxing into show. Um, so I didn't feel run down. I didn't get to the end of my metabolism shot. I didn't with my mind shot. So I didn't come out the other side of like this insatiable hunger or this like need to like stuff myself with things that I hadn't had, um, which I think is very important. Um, and I was able to stay present and enjoy it. And um, today again, I haven't had this, you know, day two of, and like actually getting to my reverse. Um has been really, really chilled out, um, which is nice. And also, you know, this thing I mentioned before about having this trust in myself, I just, I have this, because I've done so much inner work, like I've just got this trust in myself that, yeah, reverse is probably going to be pretty challenging. It's always challenging putting on weight and managing that mentally. But I've said to myself and meant it, like not just sort of saying it just for saying sake, but I've loved the way I've looked for the last kind of like six or seven kilos. So yeah, okay. Everyone loves being treaded and it is mint being lean, but even, I mean, we're probably only going to aim to increase to five max 10% above stage weight. So stage weight was just under 61. So max six kilos, ideally around three or four kilos, um, over in body fat weight, um, over the next few weeks, like six to eight weeks, four to six weeks. I can't remember. Um, so I'm not afraid of that because I loved the way I looked then anyway. And also like, like I was saying, digress, this trust I have with myself and that I know what to do and I know that I'm going to stick to my reverse diet. And yeah, if I kind of fall off track one day, just get back on it the next day kind of thing. Um, so I'm feeling pretty bloody chilled out about it all, uh, which is amazing. Uh, but next steps we've reversed. So like I said, I'm into officially day one of the reverse. Um, so calories have gone up to a slight surplus, um, for the weight that I'm at now. So I think around about 1,650, maybe 1,750, on low days, 1,900 on two high days. Uh, great. So many carbs. Love it. Um, and that's probably sort of like four to six weeks while we bring me up that kind of extra four, four-ish kilos. Um, and then they'll probably taper off a little bit to my maintenance 
whatever my kind of calculated maintenance will be at that newer weight. Um, but for now it's more about just kind of like getting fuel back into my body, um, to help it recover. Um, so that's kind of diet wise training this week for treating it as a little bit of a deload week. I'm just going into the gym and doing whatever I want to do. So, um, just focusing on like hour long sessions with, you know, do sort of like compound exercise or a couple of max two, but like one big compound exercise and then about four accessory exercises. Um, so today I did squats and it was amazing because I felt like I had loads of energy. Um, cardio, the bike comes out. Goodbye bike. And steps are staying at like 15,000 because I was doing quite a lot. So I was doing 15,000 a day and five hour long sessions on the bike. So don't want to cut it down too quick too soon. Um, because my, you know, want to give my body a chance. So the steps stay high, but the bike is gone and the hit is gone unless I want to just do some for fun. Um, and yeah, I've also got so much time on it morning now. I'm not having to do all my posing and shit. So I'm going to have to have a little rejig of my mornings to maximize them. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling pretty excited about my reverse. I, like I said, got this massive trust in myself. I'm excited to like nail it. Like I think I'm going to try and treat it as the next goal. Like nail your reverse. Not in a perfectionist way, Robin, but just kind of, you know, tick the boxes each day. I know what I've got to do. This is exactly the same thing as I've been doing. Um, you know, just got to hit my macros, hit the non-negotiables and kind of still keep it relatively tight in terms of ticking the boxes, um, especially with it being silly season. There's a lot of a lot of social occasions coming up, so everything I can do around those to keep it as tight as possible will help me in the long run. Um, but yeah, I think I'm just buzzing about it. I think it's going to be, it's just the next chapter. It's just the next sort of goal to work on. So I'm looking forward to it very much so. So I thought I would do the usual format, biggest win, biggest lesson, hardest part, what I'm focusing on now. Um, but in terms of like the prep in general, so a bit of a summary of how it all went. Um, so biggest win is, and I'm going to sound like a broken record because I say it all the time, but my relationship with my body, with food, with my mind, this trust that I've got in myself is just, that is the biggest win. Like I can't believe how incredible that that I feel right now in terms of like the place I am with all those things. Um, despite everything that's happened, like it's just, it is quite baffling. Like I'm actually quite gobsmacked, but like I'm genuinely looking forward to nearly my reverse, but getting more balance, but also just kind of like this next chapter of my life. I just think it's going to be really good. Like I've just got a really good feeling. Um, that am I about to break out into a black eyed peas song? I'm not sure. I got a feeling that tonight's the next chapter is going to be a good one. Um, I'm losing the plot, but yeah, I think just that win, the fact that I committed 
to it as well. It's not just kind of the win of like it happening and like, oh, great, I've got this great mindset now. Um, but the win is the fact that I committed without any promise of instant gratification because there is no instant gratification in mental health work. You are doing it for the long run um, without really kind of knowing if it would work, kind of going into it and just putting in that work um, from a mental health perspective, putting in the work um, throughout the pandemic. Um, it's one thing to like help or like recover and repair your relationship with your body and your mind and food and things like that. I think it's a completely another thing to do it in the middle of a global panoramic. Um, so this is just like my ultimate massive win is just dedicating the time and putting in the, the effort into that um, because it's just paying dividends now, um, which is amazing. Uh, biggest lesson, the importance of doing all of the above. <laughs> the importance of the mindset work um, in the context of competing and outside of it, I think. But in the context of competing, it's so fucking important because when you come out the other side, this is this is the time that it is important. Like, and come out the other side, and the adrenaline runs out from the comp, and you're kind of like left with a like a bit like, oh well, what's the next goal? And um, you know, that's where I've been before, and um, rebounding is a very real thing that I've been through. Um, and so, like now, I've done the work into my mindset, um, and kind of like prepping for that. And know how important it is to help make this transition as smooth as possible. Um, other biggest lesson is having a really great relationship with your coach. I know I wax lyrical about Paolo, but we have such a great, open, honest, strong bond that like it's really bizarre to try and like communicate to friends who don't compete or have a coach or anything like that about like having a coach and it's really quite weird when you think about it because I just have this person who I speak to once a week who's not my counsellor um who I speak to once a week um I tell them like my complete deepest darkest thoughts I do this whole wins lessons challenges thing every week um and they help guide me to be the best version of myself, like a co a good coach like that is worth so their weight in gold and so much more. Like it's not just giving you a meal plan and a training plan. Like there's so much more like having that forum and that space to investigate those things internally and kind of marry the mental health work and the physical work. Um, it's just incredible. So I'm very grateful to Paolo for allowing me to have that space and um, creating that very safe space. Um, also being very knowledgeable. Um, and yeah, like it just feels like a genuine partnership. And um, I think it's very important. Hardest part. I was trying to think about what the hardest part was. I think I reckon I'm going to say the beginning, way back prep files, one, two, three, if anyone remembers that. Um, when progress was really slow and I know it was like the pre-prep phase. Um, so it wasn't essentially prep. Like I was still quite flexible. We were just trying to trim off the top and kind of 
start my metabolism body moving in the right direction because I was, you know, a little bit heavier than ideal starting point for a prep. Um, but that those sort of first few weeks, first few months where I wasn't seeing any changes were really hard because I, I almost threw in the towel because I was just like, what the fuck is the point? I'm doing all this work and nothing's happening. And then it was like overnight, my body just went, all right, okay, let's go. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and it was pretty cruisy from there. But that was probably the hardest part because as well, you're so far away from point, you're at point A and you're so far away from point B um, that it's kind of hard to wrap your head around how you see it playing out. So you have to, again, have a lot of blind faith. So that was probably the hardest part. Um, and then finally, what am I focusing on now? So keeping up all that mindset work, it doesn't stop. Making sure that I don't slack on that. I nearly didn't do it this morning. I was nearly like, oh, you had a sleep in. Like, just go outside for a walk. I was like, no, do 10 minutes meditation. Do your fucking journaling. Get it done. Um, and I'm glad that I did because it set me up for a good day. Um, so keeping up that mindset work, um, focusing on that. I want to have more flexibility with my diet within reason. Um, I am very much a creature of habit. Once I find something I like, I'm like, that's the thing I'm eating for the rest of my life. Um, but then that again, like I'm limiting myself there. Um, because, and in terms of like, you know, developing, what am I trying to say? I'm limiting myself with what I can eat. Cause I'm just like, oh, well, I'm just going to eat the same thing every day. Then I'm like, oh, but you know, you see these things on Instagram and you're like, that looks really nice. I wish I could try that. I wish I could try that. So my focus is going to be, um, within reason again, because I've got lots of social occasions coming up. So I want to make it sure that it sort of all, all fits in with my diet plan. Um, you know, one, one meal a week, as in like lunches or dinners or afternoon snack, I change up. Um, so, you know, the salad that I have at lunchtime, that's getting old, my friends. I need to switch that bad boy up and do something else. Like I want to have like a pasta for lunch or something like that, or, you know, make a burrito or tacos or something like that. Um, just something a little bit more fun. And so I'm not just kind of like autopilot chucking things into a bowl kind of thing. Um, and just, you know, experiment with different things and, and try different things and add to my repertoire of recipes. Um, I think sometimes just the fact, the prospect of having to put a new recipe into my fitness pal sometimes just puts me off and I'm like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> just eat the same thing again. So a bit more flexibility there and then more balance in my life. So, um, making sure that, you know, I have a meal out do it like actually prescribing myself two meals out a week and being like, go for at least one breakfast and at least one dinner with someone or on your own, date yourself, um, a week. And obviously all tracked, you know, use those days as my high carb days. Um, and it would all be within the spirit of flexible dieting. Um, we're not in prep now, so not every single macro needs to be micro managed and weighed out. I can just go to the the pub and, and guesstimate how much is, calories are in the chicken chnee. Um, and yeah, so, and just kind of like have those moments where I enjoy it and share food and, and drinks with people and, and get a bit of balance back in my life and 
and see my friends and everyone's got a lot of exciting stuff happening. There's babies popping out everywhere, new houses, parents all coming out to visit soon. So, um, yeah, that'll be really, really fun. So I'm really excited for it. Um, so next steps in terms of the potty, I will, I'm going to try and, you know, document as much as my reverse update through social media as possible, because I know it's one of the most challenging areas for people. Um, I'm also going to try and do a couple more podcast prep files, um, you know, just quick updates and stuff like that. I'll do listener Q and A's, um, cause I imagine there'll be some on reverse dying tips and things like that. Um, so stay tuned. There'll be more where this came from. Uh, and that'll take us to the end of the year. Fucking hell. 2022 is around the corner. Five, six weeks or something like that. What the hell? Um, so that'll take us up to the end of the year. And then what form this takes next year, we'll have to, you know, I'm going to want to sit down and kind of figure out what works, what works well and what doesn't and kind of, you know, what I'd love to be putting out there and, and also what you guys want to hear as well. So keep your eyes peeled on social because there'll be lots of question boxes and stuff like that. So we can kind of shape this, this bad boy together, um, into something that is really beneficial and really helpful for competitors around the world. But rounding out this ramble, um, again, I just wanted to say thank you so much for all your support. It's been fucking amazing having you all on this journey with me and I genuinely really appreciate it and appreciate all the messages. Um, also if anyone was going to get five participation medals, I'm glad it was me. (laughs) I genuinely am. And I am really grateful for the experience and just being able to kind of get up there, get the tan on, get all glammed up and, and shake my booty up on that stage. So thank you to you all. And thanks for listening. Um, so until next time, stay safe, stay sanitized, stay moisturized. I love you. Goodbye. All right, guys, thank you so, so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening to today's show, don't forget to share it with a friend you think might love it too, or on your stories and tag both my guests and I in it so we can see and reshare. You can find the show on Instagram at Secret Life of a Bikini Competitor on my personal page, which is at Robin Zimmy. All these details will be found in the show notes too. I release a new episode every single Wednesday, so make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. And until next week, stay safe, stay legendary, and I will see you then. Goodbye.